Hello, this is Jen Springer of LikesToLeads.com, and this is the Likes to Leads podcast. I am so excited you are here for this podcast. And actually, this is the second recording of this podcast because for some reason, I have no idea why, I went on about a fabulous topic, which is this one. I'm handling objections for about 28 minutes, and the audio did not record. So I'm going to do my best to recreate what I had said in the first version of this and give you content that you are looking for to grow your network marketing business. You see, the problem is in this industry that we have, and it's huge, is how do we handle when someone says, I can't afford it. I got to talk to my spouse. I don't have the time. Maybe I'll start next week. Let's see if this works for you before I get involved. You know, things like that. <laughs> We've all heard it. How do we handle this? So I'm very excited to share with you on this because it's been one of my biggest, biggest things is this. Actually prospecting on the phone and through media. Face-to-face, -face, no problem. I could close anybody. Nine out of 10 in a room, they're mine. <laughs> I got them in my business using the product and some for the business. But I would always struggle with the words to say. You know, I'm not one of those people that is witty by any stretch of the imagination. And having the words helps me greatly. But is it really about the words? You know, are these objections evoked just because they are and you're always going to get them? Or is there a reason why they were, you know, could they come forward? Like I said, they, they were they provoked and evoked. So we're going to talk about that today. And if you know, before I get into that real quick, if you're not in our Facebook community, please get over there and join us. We have a fabulous group of people that are over in the, you have to search Facebook, the group, uh, private community. It's not open to just anybody. It is the Facebook ads for MLM leaders, Facebook community. We do live training over there every week. There's a lot of tips. There's a lot of stuff, even in the guides. It's a really great, fast growing community that I know is going to help you with your business, especially if you're looking for more prospects and you're thinking about using ads to do it. I've run ads for many, many years, but for many years, I couldn't get them to work. And I found out that there's a way that you do it and there's a way that you don't. And we talk a lot about that over there because without prospects, we have nothing in our business. So, you know, what people ask me all the time, you know, I've got three big points to make about this whole thing with objections. You know, they always say, you know, Jen, what are the exact words that I need to say in order to get through this objection? You know, tell me, how do, what, what is the exact thing I should say when they say, I can't afford it? Now, what do I say when the husband is, you know, needs to be there as well, or they got to go talk to him? Or if they say, you know, is this a scam? What, what do I say? Well, I'm going to tell you that most of the time, it's not about the words that you say to respond to the objection. So I'm going to invite you to kind of let go of 
What do I say for this and that scenario? Yes, there are good ways to handle objections. I'm not going to like uh, refute that. But if you get hung up on the objection itself and don't understand why that object objection may have been provoked, then you're always going to struggle with handling objections. <clears throat> so most likely the objection was evoked in your prospect before you said your price or before you went in for the close or, you know, you asked for the enrollment. So you really need to figure out where the problem is. And it's hard because you got to look at yourself. And I'm going to get a little bit deeper into that in just a minute. But when we are saying our spiel about our company, whether it is the presentation itself or the what we call like the uncover, you know, we're doing that conversation of is this right for them? We often will say things that are provoking an objection and we don't even realize it. So letting go of that library of objection handling words, it's going to help tremendously because you'll, you'll be more in the moment and not so worried about rushing through the presentation and then sitting there like a, uh, the catcher is in baseball, you know, ready with your hands open, <laughs> ready to field the objections. It, it, it will create an issue. I know for myself, I'd be so worried about, oh my gosh, is this person going to ask the objection, you know, of money or spouse or whatever. I was more concerned with that and what exact words I needed to say. It was affecting my presenting. So remember, it's not about the words. You know, when you're doing your presenting, ensure that you are confident, ensure that you believe in your company, you believe in your product, and you're okay with not having all the answers. And that actually leads me into the second thing about objection handling. When somebody asks you or states an objection, if there is this a pyramid scheme, you know, why you know, why is this product expensive? Da, 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 whatever it is, they come with you or at you. It's really important to step back for a second, take a breath. Remember you have feet on the ground. Stop worrying about saying the perfect words and turn that question into a curiosity point for yourself. So instead of handling the objection straight on, seek to understand, not respond. And what I mean by that is ask questions, get clarification and understand why are they asking that question? You know, get that clarity that you might be seeking out specifically, okay? So what I mean by that, if someone says, is this a pyramid scheme? Respond, don't respond with, well, you know, the ultimate pyramid is a corporate America or maybe even the government. You know, you got one president, then you got the vice president, and then you got the, the you know, the, the 
the, the managers, the senior managers, and da, 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 da. you know, the ultimate pyramid is corporate. And, you know, if you're working in corporate, you're in a pyramid now. So it's no different. Our pyramid is different because you can actually make more money than the person above you. And, it, and people like start to freak out. <laughs> you know, they're like, what? I don't, I don't really care. I, I don't really care about this, this puking of fodder. And then what your prospect will say, well, I need to think about it. Or, well, this isn't for me. If, if they've got, if your prospect have enough, has enough stones, they'll actually give you the no objection. But in general, people will slide off the hook saying, well, I need to think about it. So instead of hitting that objection head on, come back around with seeking to understand. What does that prospect mean? So if someone says to you, is this a pyramid scheme? Ask them, well, what do you mean by pyramid scheme? So that you can get more clarification. You can even say, well, help me understand. What do you mean by pyramid scheme? I will tell you, you will be shocked that so many people are not putting up a negative objection, even though you might interpret it that way right on the surface. So if, if you're giving your spiel and someone says, well, is this a pyramid scheme? And you give them the, well, you know, the ultimate pyramid is corporate America. They're going to be like, whoa, wait a minute. But if you say, well, you know, what do you mean by pyramid scheme? Help me understand what you mean by that. They may come back to you like, well, you know, is this one of those things that you can, uh, you know, tell your friends and family and then, you know, you get a commission or da, 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 da. You may find out that they don't have a negative connotation about network marketing. Or if they say, well, is this one of those things where I invite people over for roast beef dinners and I lock them in my bedroom, not bedroom, that sounds kinky. I lock them in my living room and not let them go till they join. And I would look at them and say, well, is that what you want to do? <laughs> and they say, no, I say, good. Cause that's not what we do. You know, you can handle the objection with questions and be inquisitive and seek to understand. Same with, you know, can, I can't afford it. And if, instead of saying, well, you know, your life's dreams and goals are more worthy of this than no, 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 it's only $300 to join. People are like, well, okay, I definitely can't afford it now. But if you ask them, well, what do you mean you can't afford it? And just the biggest thing that I ever learned in this industry that's going to help you with your handling objections is, is sticking your fingers over your mouth as soon as you utter your words and stop talking and listen to your prospect. So what do you mean you can't afford it? Shut your mouth. Put your Even if you got to put your hand over it, sew your mouth shut, put tape over it, listen, seek to understand. Your prospect may say, well, I don't have any cash on me. Oh, okay. Well, you know, do you have other ways that you think you might be able to get started? We take credit cards. You know, we even do PayPal credit or PayPal, blah, 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 whatever, six months, zero interest. Well, what do you mean you can't afford it? Well, I need to, you know, I get paid tomorrow and I, I can give you my credit card today, but if you could run it tomorrow, that'd be great. See what I mean by that? You know, seeking to understand, not handle directly is going to help you understand where your prospect is coming from versus becoming defensive. So when you do that, 
it really helps that prospect come through because they might have heard something in your presentation or your conversation that they they need clarification on before they get started. So they may say, well, you know, I need to talk to my husband. Well, again, respond with a question. Do you need to let him know what you're doing? Do you need his permission? What do you mean by talk to your husband? Again, seek to understand <laughs> and versus you pushing your own, oh my gosh, I have to enroll this person. I got to enroll him. I got to enroll him. I got to make a quota. I got a goal to hit by the end of the month and I need this person to enroll now or I'm just going to fail. Like if they feel that from you, they're not going to get started. Well, no, I need to, I need to let him know what I'm doing because we always make decisions together. I say, great. Do you want to, you know, three-way him in under this call? Or should we, you know, make a call maybe later today? We can all talk together and you can tell him and we can, you know, talk about any questions he has. So that's a really, I think the best way to understand your prospect is by asking these questions. Ask questions, you know, even before you get to the point of telling them about your company, understand what their goals are, understand the reasons that they need to get started, and then repeat back to them if they have an objection. Well, I can't afford it. Well, what do you mean you can't afford it? Well, you know, this is way too much money for me. I don't want to spend any money to get my da 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 da. And then if you ask the right questions, you can say, okay, well, help me understand. You know, you're telling me that you've tried this company, that company, you're working three jobs. You're really, really sick of your kids, you know, being attended to by a babysitter or even the oldest one making dinner. So what are you going to do if you don't find something that works? You know, you come back to them with that, with that, what they repeated or what they've said to you, you repeat back or, well, how are you planning on making an extra $2,000 a month so that you can quit that second job because you're really concerned about your marriage? Oh yeah. Well, okay. You know, so that you bring that prospect to a different level of understanding, okay, they might need to invest in order to get this. Well, I'm going to get a job instead. Well, you told me that you're already working from 6am to two. Then you come home, you fix dinner quick, and then you work a second job overnight. You haven't seen your husband in weeks. You don't remember the last time you had a date. You're concerned about your marriage. Plus you're finding that that second job is actually just not really serving you. You hate it. You come home and you're so stressed. You can't even sleep to get up by six. So is it worth it for you to start your own business for $150 and get started building your own thing where you can do in between your other tasks during the day on your own time? And you told me you love health and nutrition. It's like one of your favorite things to talk about. Does that make sense is what I'm I'm saying to you, the listener, <laughs> you listening to me. So when you do a good job with understanding your prospect versus fire hosing them about how awesome your company is, 
and how awesome your product is and how everybody needs it. And they're crazy if they don't get started and you're not a pyramid and you're making it all about you, your prospect is going to throw up objections because they're feeling truly the ultimate objection is this is not a fit for me. Like they're, they're feeling something within them that is evoking a, I don't know about this response. So they need to like leave or get away from what the presentation is because they truly don't have the cojones to say no. But then there is the, the prospect that needs your help with understanding that their life sucks. And if they don't step out and make a decision to make it better by joining your company, whether it's becoming a product user to solve a problem that they might be having in their life, or maybe it is the business. But when you take the time to understand and really clarify these things, your prospect is going to love you for working with them to get them started. And the other thing is when you take the time and you make the conversation about them, they are also more likely to join without objection because you can say before you tell them what exactly it takes to join your company, you know, your packages, you can say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to share with you how to get started here in a minute, but let's recap our little conversation here. So you're telling me that you want to make an additional $500 a month just to start within the next few months because you want to pay back your savings from that big car <laughs> repair that you had. So that's your first goal. But ultimately, you want to make about $2,500 a month because then you could quit your job, stay home with the kids, make dinner every night, and have a date night on Friday. Is that correct? Did I hear everything correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let me share with you how to get started. And then you tell them about your packages. So now they're thinking, oh my gosh, like my life is sucking. <laughs> I need to fix this and make a change. My person sitting in front of me, Jen, is understanding me. She gets me. She's listening to me. And now they hear how to get started. And that cost seems to be below what the cost is that they're paying every day, every week, every month, every year with their, with their sucky life. Okay. So that's ultimately what we need to do as network marketers is show them that getting started in their own business costs far less than the pain that they're feeling in their everyday life. Whatever drove them to respond to you, to want to explore your products, your services, or your business, that issue needs to be far greater than the cost of your product, your supplement, your skincare, your insurance policy, whatever it is you're offering or your business opportunity has to be a higher price to pay living with that than joining you or having you help them. Does that make sense? Because when we do that correctly, we don't get the type of objections that we normally see that you'll have like, okay, you know, you got to join my super galactic, you know, skincare cream company because everybody uses skincare. And if you don't, you're crazy. You know, ever, nobody wants to age and you know, my skin, this and that, and you know, I know you're going to love it because this is patented super galactic nano juice of aloe 
organically grown on Mars, you got to have this. Like, you know, it only costs like $300 a jug and you're going to use it every week and you're going to get so many compliments and nobody's going to like, you know, believe what happens to your face when you do this. So like, how do you want to get started with one tub or two? Your prospect's going to be like, I can't afford it. <laughs> right. But if you take the time and understand why your prospect would look for super galactic aloe nano Mars grown uh, juice for their face, $300 may be very cheap compared to the price they're paying right now with injections and cosmetic surgery or whatever it is. Their chin may be sagging down to their chest and they're over it. But when you understand that and you recap saying, okay, let me understand, you know, you've been getting face fillers and little object, little injections every six months. So it's costing you $1,500 every six months. Well, let me share with you what we do. Our little jar here of aloe, super nano, Mars grown juice, it's $300. And that jar will last you about three months to six months, depending on how much you use. So does this make sense? I'm hoping that when you un when you understand your prospect, you ask the questions, you understand their goals, their reasons why they would look at your company for product or business, then when you get an objection, you can tie the two things together. And remember, when you get the objection, you can ask the questions, you know, don't handle it straight on. Well, it's not a pyramid. <laughs> the ultimate pyramid is the government. <laughs> okay. It's not expensive. The ultimate expensive is blah, blah, blah. Well, if you have no base to put that in reference to, the prospect is going to start backing away going, whoa, wait a minute. I need to think about it. <laughs> And that puts me to my third point is, you know, what objection, you know, you're hearing is typically something that you might feel uneasy about yourself. So we need to look at the objection itself if you're hearing it frequently. First thing is, if you're always hearing, example, the I can't afford it, I invite you to look at yourself. Do you feel the product is expensive? Do you feel your company is overcharging? Are you okay personally with network marketing? Does that make sense? So look at if you're hearing an a vote, a, a response all the time from the prospect. I need to talk to my husband. I need to talk to my husband. How do you feel about that? Is your husband supportive of you? Usually if we hear an objection over and over, it's something that we personally at a subconscious level have an issue with. If you hear, is this a pyramid scheme all the time? And it's not like just for clarification, look at your feelings about network marketing and multi-level marketing, direct sales, whatever you call it. Are you okay with the industry, the model? of the business. You might need to work on some belief or getting some junk out of your trunk. Cause if we have these internal objections, well, I know if you're saying to yourself <clears throat> during the presentation, I, they can't afford it. They can't afford it. They just rolled up in a beat up old car and they're like wearing like out of style clothes. 
they can't afford it. If you're already projecting that, guess what? They're going to tell you that they can't afford it. If you feel when you're presenting, oh my gosh, this is so expensive. Nobody's going to want to join this company. This company is kind of questionable anyways. Guess what? <laughs> you're going to project that subconsciously when you're doing your talking with your prospect. So it's really important to clear any junk out of your own trunk that you might feel about your company, your industry, your products, anything like that. The second thing is look at what you're saying. I've done this on accident many times. And I actually just worked with one of my clients this week on this. She's a pharmacist and I love her to pieces, but she was putting some things in her presentation that I think might've made the, uh, the objection of this product kind of scared them because she's like, well, we need to make sure you're doing it safe and that we're not going to have any drug interactions. And, you know, she was saying this in her presentation and she was, you know, like probably spooking some of her prospects thinking this might be something that might cause harm to them, <laughs> not on purpose. And I've done that talking about health products. I get a little too deep in the safety and then those people are worried and they're afraid to go start using the product on their own. So when you're, you, when you're doing your presenting and what I mean by presenting, it could be like a presentation that you're actually doing live in front of a room or it could be a zoom or it could be a one-on-one, -on -one. whatever you're doing with that prospect make sure that you're not putting stuff into that presentation that's causing an objection. Okay. But you can handle objections within your presentation, which is interesting. That's a whole different topic. You know, I, I do that frequently in my own stuff. I look at, you know, um, what I hear a, a lot, you know, as far as objections or what could be an objection. And I build that into my presentation. So if you're doing a business overview, you might look at the cost of what, you know, people are doing on second jobs and the cost of divorce and all that and build that into your presentation. So it's already handling the objection in the presentation. And you can say it in the presentation. Well, some people think, you know, this type of product is expensive. Well, let's really take a good look at, you know, what, you know, what are the costs and you put it right in the presentation. Well, the cost of this and that and the cost of sickness and the cost of insurance and the cost of this and that compared to this, like I said, with skincare, the cost of Botox, the cost of cosmetic surgery, the cost of products that don't work, that's $10,000 a year compared to a $300 jar of super galactic aloe juice, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so anyways, you know, I just want you to, to be, you know, understanding that a little bit. You can build that. If you hear an objection frequently, put it into your presentation. So I hope this is helpful for you. You know, really objection handling, it's, it's really about further understanding your prospect and understanding what, it, what do they mean by that? You know, why, why would they give an objection? Did I understand their goals? Did I understand why they'd be looking at my product or my business opportunity? And get inquisitive. Don't be defensive. Step back, take a breath, get grounded, and then respond out of curiosity and seeking to understand versus being like the pitcher in the, in the baseball game that is ready to handle it. Right. And, and like, okay, bring it to me. I want to handle these objections, you know, and see if this is helpful for you. I hope it truly is. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. 
share it with your teams, share it with your cross line, share it with the people you know. And I cannot wait to serve you on the next podcast. Again, this is Jen Springer, likestoleads.com. And this is the Likes to Leads podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening. And I'll catch you next time.